Disney getting rid of Star Wars, Hasbro ruining Spider-Man for us all, and Loki. Is there a Loki family? And also, can I get that alligator myself? All this in the show today. Brian, start the music for me. California in the heart of Uptown Whittier. Keeping Up with the Nerds presents Issue 54. My name is Nick Valero. This is Brian. Renee. And welcome to the show. Almost. I almost had it. Almost. The intro because it's completely different <laughs> than how we do it. So it's like, is it? No, yeah. yeah no. It's, well, the way that at least like ordering of how we did it last time is a little kind of like I just followed a script. Oh. <laughs> Showing the camera. It's I a followed script, a script. Guys. It's a script. It's a script, and that part's scripted. And if it's wrong, it's Brian's fault. <laughs> As production manager, I mean, sure. If it's wrong, it's Brian's fault. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of being like a production manager. It's like if something goes wrong, yeah, you guys are gonna obviously blame me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if marketing goes wrong, it's on Nick. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, true. and if it's social media, they're just doing perfectly fine. By the way, no mistakes. <laughs> you know. Like, How's social media going, Renee? <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No mistakes at all. No. 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 He's, he's, he's not, you're on point with all your like no. uploads and stuff like that. Good. If, if anything, it's me and Brian. That make that make Renee's job harder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we start with the show, quick reminder, guys: if you are listening to this on an audio platform, we do have a YouTube channel where you can watch our beautiful faces uh, for the first time in year one, or actually no, for the fourth time, third time. In year one. Yeah, which either one of those, but we've started a uh, video podcast now on YouTube, yes, if you yes. have not known. So go subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not already. Uh, we also have a uh, website, keepingupwiththenerds.com, where you guys can get all your information on when things release. And we do have projects coming up soon that will be posted on that website. So follow Absolutely, us. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. Keeping Up With The Nerds as well. Uh, and am I forgetting something? Facebook. Facebook. You have a Facebook. Oh, yeah. You know those social media things that we were talking about? Those. Yeah, all of those. Yeah. Right? All those, those every things, one of them, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, and if you like listening to us only, you know, can't watch us on YouTube, still subscribe, but we are found, or you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all Podbean. those beautiful mm-hmm. audio uh, platforms. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. What do you, like? you know? you guys think of the show you know at the end of it of course so you know give us give us this episode if you're a newcomer if you're old if you're you know an old time listener welcome back guys in the comments can you tell me how badly brian's face looked when i beat him in the conversation last night i'm not gonna lie when i look back at it earlier the other day he looked sad i was a little bit sad he looked sad he looked real sad he looked disappointed he looked defeated no, I did not. I looked, I looked great. <laughs> I looked great. I, looked great. I mean, I looked. I looked like a Viking king. And, and <laughs> I looked. I looked like the Viking that was about to enter Valhalla. I, I looked like I was ready to go to to Valhalla. I looked. Great. <laughs> I looked like Loki about to just set off a scheme, and it was great. Was that in regards to the topics that we're going to talk about today? It was. 
Thank you. Yeah, good job. I appreciate the transition good, on good, that one. Good I, pitched segue. It. I pitched it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was it? The, the, just to, you know, so that way we can pitch into stuff that we were t- going to talk about. Have you guys seen that that information about uh, John Favreau wanting to get rid of like the old Star Wars stuff? Yeah, Ooh. him and Dave Filoni. Like him and yeah. Dave Filoni. But you know what the thing is that this also came up about two months ago. Like I think it was like two or three months ago. Like this it was, topic yeah. he was talked about, mm-hmm. and then everybody was like, "Oh, why would they do that?" And then now there's a lot more like actual like news agencies mm-hmm. like talking about it, going like the yeah, much better rid. known ones. Because yeah, yeah, at the beginning, it's it's. Um, I don't know. It's it's it. It's funny how it started to pop up more recently, mm-hmm. right? Because this was a topic that you and I talked about before we launched year one. Yes, right. We were talking about this ooh, way back in like issue forty or something like that. That mm-hmm. they've been talking about getting rid of the new trilogy and kind of starting fresh. Yeah. And that was around the same time that like the rumors about John Favreau taking over for Kathleen Kennedy were mm-hmm. kind of coming up again. Yeah. Now it's like striking harder, like yeah. Nick was saying. Well, you had you went to build your lightsaber, right? And then you mentioned how a certain, <laughs> a certain uh, when you were upon building it, there you got, there you guys go. Yeah, is it showing up well on the camera? No, it's not. <laughs> Are you just saying that, or it really is it? No, I'm being serious. It looks white. Oh, does it? It's it looks, yellow. It looks off. Yeah, well, because of the lighting. But yeah. it's yellow. They can hear it. No, guys, th- this is all sound effects he's added after. <laughs> <laughs> This thing is actually plastic. He got it. <laughs> he got, he got it got at it Party from, City. He got it at Party City for yeah. five bucks. For five bucks, he's just for a costume. That's yeah, it. yeah. Right. he's he's going as he's going. As, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he, for for Halloween this year, he decided to go as a uh, naughty Jedi Knight. <laughs> I'm I'm very curious because he just told us about it. Apparently, it's very low cut. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited to see it. Naughty, uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's something I'm sure Master Yoda would very much appreciate. I don't think he would appreciate <laughs> it. No, but you, when you said upon building your lightsaber, there were certain characters that they didn't mention. Yeah, so it was interesting because uh, we mentioned it two podcasts, two issues ago, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I was going to Disneyland in the first week of July. No, the right. first week of June. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was some, you mentioned it in the first week of June. Listen, he yeah. mentioned it in the podcast. <laughs> some, yeah, it was in one. It was two issues Just ago. Go that That's all I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> when we were building the lightsabers, it was me, uh, two of our friends, and my fiance were uh, in the workshop. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now that the experience is really immersive. Uh, I've been yeah. talking to them both about it, and they really, really sell you on the fact that you're not building a lightsaber. That mm-hmm. this is a like speeder. It's an workshop. actual it's a, thing. It's a chop shop. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, a chop shop. I love the idea that cuz it's technically supposed to be the the it's technically supposed to be taking place in between like this like between the resistance and also like it's in like this limbo area yeah. of like the Star Wars timeline where it's kind of like it's supposed to be a speeder chop shop but in reality it's a Jedi temple. Yes. Underground. It's like an underground Jedi temple. Mm-hmm. That has a speeder chop shop on top, and like you're making, uh, you know what I would have, and you're making lightsabers out of it. You know what I would have really liked? I would have liked a junk saber. Oh, yeah. a scrap, like, like a scrap, scrap part, like, scra- mm-hmm. like scrap parts to make mm-hmm. it. I, so I basically, rays. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it essentially was. No, it's not. They yeah, were, because no, she built were, it off of like no, her staff. They no, were not. gonna have another uh, theme, and it was supposed to be hers. It was supposed to be a scavenger one. I remember a, reading about yeah. this, and it said it couldn't. It wasn't gonna be announced until after Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. and it never came back. Listen, it never was when, mentioned again. 
when you have she never was a Jedi in my eyes mm-hmm. throughout the entire series until she, <laughs> I mean until I mean she buried that lightsaber. We've said it before. Mm-hmm. We have we have our and stole, on and, and then stole a family name. Out of we can talk about Rise of Skywalker. I feel like on another podcast. <laughs> no, we talk about it now. <laughs> no, because that's going to take up <laughs> so, like 45 minutes. So upset. It's funny because so upset. when we first launched this podcast, you and I had an entire like three issues where we talked about Star Wars. Yes. Right. It was like the new era, mm-hmm. the, the old era, the new mm-hmm. era, and then what was to come or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, those I can link them in the description below. Uh, if I remember to do so, so you guys can go and check them out again. Uh, they were just issues bef- uh, between Renee and I. Mm. Right. Um, I feel like Nick has some like massive resentment towards like what the new was trilogy. released. Yeah, to yeah. the new trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's no, I don't blame you. Um, but you were saying that in the uh, in the experience that it, that yeah, I was going through. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, like I said, the experience is super immersive. They really sell you on the fact that you're building a lightsaber and that this is stuff from like the past, like mm-hmm, that does right. not exist anymore. And when they present to you the kyber crystals, you have a choice of four colors: blue, green. No, it's three. Blue, no, green. Four. It's blue, green, red, red and purple. purple. Yes. purple. Yes. Yeah, you're right. So four. So when they pull out the blue kyber crystal, they say like these were wielded by the Jedi's mm-hmm. known as Anakin Skywalker. And Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. You know, according yeah. to that. Then they pull out the green one and they say this was wielded by, you know, Ooh. other Jedi's like Qui-Gon Jinn and Master. Yoda. Yeah. Obi-Wan and Master Yoda. Yes. Yeah. So they mentioned those three. Mm-hmm. Then they pull out the red one. Mm-hmm. You would think they'd say Darth Vader. They said Darth Maul, mm-hmm. which was like dope. That's pretty okay. cool to say. And then the purple one, obviously, Mace Windu, because he's the famous one. I, I, I also feel like it, 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 it depends on who's there. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Because yeah. I I, I, the one I saw, somebody mentioned uh, Ahsoka Tano and Ezra Bridger. For purple? For or for blue? blue. For Which oh, would really? be interesting. But before, though, before Rise of Skywalker came out, when this got launched, the whole, like, build your lightsaber things, they would mention... Kylo Ren, and they would mention Ray because I think the that's blue what ones. was the yeah. hit thing, you know. Yeah. And so well, that's the thing that they were promoting. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing they were promoting. Mm-hmm. So now that that's kind of dying out. Yeah, now that Rise, dying, you know, that's the thing. Now that the franchise is finished, and the you know how well the the, the audience reactions to those movies now aren't great. Yeah. So well, now moving forward, like like you said, it could be a cast member just doing that. I I feel, yeah. but I do feel uh, back to the the topic of them trying to like possibly mm-hmm. erasing these three movies mm-hmm. from the timeline. I think it's really interesting just because it would be very difficult to kind of say, Oh yeah, we're just going to erase these three movies. Uh, for one, if we did, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but the hard part is that we wouldn't have like a nice send off for like Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher would be gone. Yes. So we could, so even if you wanted to like remake them, mm-hmm. that would mean that you would have to write out princess Leia. Mm hmm. And everything like that. And that would be unfortunate. Well, um, not to mention they have an attraction that's built around the trilogy, the new, the trilogy. new trilogy. So uh, here's m- resistance. here's mm-hmm. my take on it. Okay, because if we're gonna go off of context clues, right? This is stuff that was previously announced months ago, yeah. last year, mm-hmm. right? That they said that there was kind of this idea that they wanted to get rid of it. I don't necessarily believe that Disney would want to just basically yeet this out of existence and say that it never happened. I do. I don't, and I'll hear. I'll, I want to hear your argument afterwards. But personally, I think it's way too much money and way too much time invested into creating all this for it to basically be gone. Mm-hmm. You have a land that's not 
essentially surrounded completely by it, but it makes up a good 80% of its existence. But mm-hmm. two is basically like a uh, resistance kind of like safe, uh, right. safe but house, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can easily get rid of some there, stuff and stuff there, like that. There, there's a lot of easy ways for you to repurpose stuff. So the the thing I'm thinking of them, or what I think is what, excuse me, what I think that they're trying or planning on doing is if we're going to assume that John Favreau and Dave Filoni are going to be the new heads of Star Wars, and Kathleen Kennedy is just kind of stepping out of this. Is she's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. slowly easing her way out of this kind of chair, mm-hmm. and they're giving it to them. I have this feeling that instead of yeeting it out of there, what they're doing is they're essentially putting it as legends and saying that this technically happened but doesn't really count. And what they're probably going to be pushing in the newer trilogy, which we know is going to happen within the next like 10 years or so, is they're going to make this so that it happens in the distance future. So it's not necessarily reference yeah so much. we're like far be past it now yeah you could still yeah. mention it story-wise and say like oh yeah the legend of ray and uh-huh. you know finn and poe and mm-hmm. you know all of them and kylo ren was like you know uh you know was considered uh stuff of legends this yeah. is stuff that essentially happened um but i don't think it's going to be completely erased like most media outlets are saying i think that that is written more as like a catch grab headline mm-hmm. rather right. than something that's going to be true now here the the reason why i was saying that it, it would make sense for them to kind of like slowly phase it out uh and i think it's really easy to kind of do cuz i i can totally see john favreau or somebody else or even dave Filoni making like an animated series that's like oh yeah this is this is to explain what happens to the new trilogy, to the to the trilogy, to the, like the Poe and everything else's trilogy. You all right there, Chief? Yeah, yes. I hear uh, I hear it too, but I, the mics are not picking it up. Don't worry. Okay, that was someone's bumping music out there. I was like, what the heck? Am I hearing my own heartbeat? <laughs> yes. That's Disney putting up like you know they've got like trackers on us at this it's point. A, going it's like G fuel. It's a G fuel. It's making you uh, probably man making you bump. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you bump man. Uh, not, not a sponsor. Yeah, yet, yet, possibly. G Fuel, give us money. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, but the thing is that uh, the what, but the reason why I'm saying that is because I feel like there isn't a huge, uh, there isn't a, there isn't a love, there isn't like as much of a love as for that trilogy, like the new trilogy, as there is for the prequels, the original trilogy even the tv shows in the animated series like there's no there there is not as much traction or places for you to go because i do feel like unfortunately jj abrams really wrote themselves into like a so what happens now they got really excited they like got they got really excited to do something and it's just kind of not necessarily working for them if you i mean if you look at it like force awakens had a great kind of like like setup kind of say where they brought in Ray and it's like okay where where are we going with her and stuff like that Kylo Ren being like okay you know he's one of uh you know he's part of the Skywalker you know bloodline but he's you know on the dark side and stuff yeah. like that that was all interesting and it's like okay cool when that movie ended it's like well, where are we going to go from here now? So funny enough, um, I'm going to transition into this. Uh, friend of the show, Eric, actually recommended to me a great podcast called Director's Cut. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh, produced by the Directors Guild of America, mm-hmm. I think is what it is. And essentially okay. it's like 
different um it, it's they take snippets or like full-on interviews from uh premieres essentially so like yeah. if a movie is premiered at the dga theater in los angeles mm-hmm. and then you have the director and the speaker there they take that interview and they post it on there as a podcast they actually had one. Oh, thank you eric by the way thank you for uh you know, recommending that because I have been nonstop listening to those. I've listened to the Ford versus Ferrari one, mm-hmm. Rogue One. They actually had one for The Last Jedi. Okay. Right. And okay. Ryan Johnson was interviewed in there. Yeah. And <laughs> actually, you know what? <laughs> I'll put it this way. That interview was very enlightening because it showed what I, I want to say that he had to filter some things because he couldn't necessarily say, you know, they hated my movie. It, it, no, because this was, I think it was at one of the premieres. So it wasn't that he could say like, oh, you know, it received bad rep and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you can tell that he was kind of holding back. Instead of necessarily saying what he couldn't show, he was talking more about how the process of him making this movie happened. Mm-hmm. And he essentially was highlighting the fact uh, that this was more of like a handoff. Right. That he yeah. was excited to work on it because JJ left um, this entire new world and he kind of wanted to make a different Star Wars story that didn't follow the same formula. Dumbest thing I've ever heard. So take it as you will because I'm taking it as the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Take it as you will. Dumbest thing. Take it as you will. You're going to be a loop, Brian. <laughs> Don't fall into that. <laughs> um, it's interesting because you get. I know. Let's see how long I. Can get I'm trying to keep within going. the pace of the podcast that he wants. So just like, trying to just trying to see if I can get him into a loop. I'm, I'm like I'm like tapping your hand like no, <laughs> keep going. Don't fall victim. Yes. To this. He's the Starlock Pit. You need to not look at it. Yeah. Don't about, fall into it. I'm about to Boba Fett you right now. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you on the back and send your ass in the middle. I'm gonna I'm gonna burp too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was great. Uh, uh, but he was essentially saying that it was basically a handoff, right? And he right. wanted to make this movie not follow the Star Wars formula. Yeah. To me, the way I took it is that this was a mess. And it really does confirm that kind of like take that a lot of the fans are saying, where it's like, yeah, this is basically like two different worlds trying to be mushed together. And it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right. You're trying to make a ham sandwich with peanut butter and it just did not work. And yeah. you wonder why. No, no, it's not. You're not trying to make a ham sandwich. You're trying to make a sandwich with all of the proper ways. I don't care if you have to bleep me. I do. I care because I have to that edit. Was at, that was at 2035. You're going to have to tell me afterwards. Thanks, Nick. I don't care. This is, you know what? We have to have a full-on Star Wars thing uh-huh. again where Nick's on here and he just I, decides that, like, uncensored I, I, with Nick. I, I, well, I'll, we're going to have to do a Star Wars episode, I feel like. Two new show ideas. Yes. Brian's Bothers uh-huh. and uncertain, Uncensored with Nick Valero. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just me saying the F word for an hour and a half. You know what? <laughs> like, you, you, you can, you can sell that as an art piece, too. <laughs> just like Nick saying Patreon exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's just the different ways I say the F word. Yeah. Slowly, fast, angrily, angrily. just for an hour. I mean, what if you actually did that? Patreon exclusive show. Uh, Yeah, I'm done. You have to Uh, make a Patreon. Yeah, we we would have to make a Patreon. But yeah, we'll figure it out. But besides that, um, that's it's not. It doesn't make any sense though. And honestly, I feel like Kathleen Kennedy at a certain point didn't understand. I feel like Kathleen Kennedy didn't understand what Star Wars was. She saw money. Thank you. Yeah. And that was the, and that was like her end goal. <laughs> and that's not great. 
Because don't get me wrong, at a, at near, nearing the end, nearing the end, so did George Lucas. George Lucas absolutely oh, yeah. saw the money. Mm-hmm. He yeah. saw the money. Uh, if you look at the prequel trilogies, that is a huge cash grab. Yeah. Well, I mean, also because like he he also gets just money off of just toy revenue. Because he's a genius. Yeah. That's yeah. like the smartest idea you could ever do when it came to that's Sir Boba building Fett your that universe. Was a, that was a huge gamble. Yeah. Huge please move gamble. Sir Boba Fett over here front of the stage please justin uh in case cash grab for toys in case anybody doesn't doesn't know uh uh, for george lucas the way that george lucas actually made his millions stop it (laughs) i i would say billions right oh yeah yeah uh the way that he actually did that was toy sales Mm -hmm. so what george lucas did in order to get the movie made is he said i will give up the rights to the movie but I want all advertising rights. Mm-hmm. I want any uh, advertising. Uh, was it? I want to do any promotions. Uh, yeah. I want to make sure that I have uh, merchandising. I want all of these other things. Yeah. And at the time, Fox went. All right. Like, <laughs> all right. Yeah, Weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, this guy right. doesn't want to make money. Want to make money off of the ticket sales? <laughs> yeah. Because, well, because, because merchandising hadn't really been a thing yet. Yeah. Like, oh, it, yeah. It, like nobody was really making a lot of toys no. for like movies. And they were just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. And then the we, idea didn't cut to anyone that's like, oh, yeah, you can make more revenue off of toy lines. Conceptually, for yes. toys yeah. are for kids, not for adults. That's and I think that 70s show kind of played on that idea. Yeah. Remember, because Eric Foreman would constantly play with his Millennium Falcon, Falcon. and stuff oh, like that. Cool. He'd always have the Falcon. Yes. Yeah. And Red was like, why do you keep playing with those toys? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the other thing that's interesting, too, is that, I mean, he made so much money off of an empty box. And I've, I, I have so much, <laughs> so much respect for it. Empty box. Do you not understand? Do you not know that? No. So back in the or day, might, in, ni- in in the 1970s, yeah. what happened was is that there was such a huge demand at when uh, Star Wars: uh, A New Hope came out. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just called Star Wars at the time. Mm-hmm. And what happened was is that when that all happened, people wanted toys. Yes. They hadn't signed a contract yet with anyone, with Hasbro, anybody. They, they were still trying to figure it out. But there was a huge demand for it. Well, when Christmas came was coming around they didn't have any toys ready for them to ship out so what they did is in a genius move yeah hasbro came out with the star wars premium box set and what it was it was an empty box pre-ordering yeah it was an empty box that you could buy it does yeah Okay, go on. Sorry. So that it was a it was a pre, it was a box that you would buy. I yes. think it was like seventy dollars, yeah. and it came with eight different action figures. Mm-hmm. And what happened was that inside you would open it up, and it had like the big logo saying Star Wars. Yeah. And then it came with a card inside yep. that you would then sign, and then it would uh, you would put your address and everything like that, yep. and then you'd send it into Hasbro. And then as the toys became available, they would then send you mm-hmm. the toys. So they come in the mail. Still, and they come in like plastic bags that are all ready and stuff yeah, like that. And, the, and they would come in little plastic. You wouldn't even get them inside the, like the little like box. They would come in like basically like right off the line. Because mm-hmm. Hasbro is a bunch of geniuses. <laughs> and you know what and you know what happened to it? They made millions. Yeah. And those People toys today oh, are worth so expensive. So much money. I would imagine. If you so. have the box if you have the box in good yeah. condition with mm-hmm. all the toys. Oh. <laughs> So what's funny is that I'm actually a sucker and still fall victim to that kind of stuff because steelbook cases. Yeah. For video games, Mm -hmm. they did that with Mass Effect recently. Oh yeah. Yeah. They they you paid a hundred and fifty dollars. Sell you a steelbook that didn't have the game in it? No, they sold me a helmet that had the color changing visor, so it represented Paragon or Renegade. You still have blue red. 
Huh? I need, I, you still haven't showed me that thing. I need to look at it. Okay, yeah. you yeah, need to be invited. Awesome. <laughs> first off, first off, the other day when we were about to record something, I was like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" And then you guys went, "Oh, we were hanging out at Brian's house, uh-huh. and I was sitting at home." Waiting to record. The idea was, didn't come up to my head. And it's also, you have to take part of the blame too, because you were hanging out with me. No, I wasn't. I don't have to take that blame. <laughs> no, it's your house. So no, Brian. You no, because you know why? How is he going to invite someone to your home? He could ask. He could How? be like, hey, we're recording with Nick anyways. Why don't you like, or we're watching the, the show with Nick mm-hmm. or the movie. Why don't you just invite him over? <laughs> so it's not my fault entirely. <laughs> entirely? I'm going to sue you. For thirty percent of the blame, I live five blocks away from you. Yeah, you're getting sued. I'm suing Renee to take sixty percent of the blame, and he's oh actually taking forty percent. Thirty-five, so, actually, the other five percent is Nick. So, <laughs> for not asking, for not asking, <laughs> for not asking to be invited over yeah. to your house when I didn't know you were hanging. I out. can win this lawsuit. <laughs> Are we Got taking it. the court again? <laughs> no, he's going to just lose and be sad again. <laughs> no, but that Mass Effect box, before you go on, it was the helmet. It was a uh, lithograph or whatever you pronounce it of the right, 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 Normandy right. Uh, pin, a letter, and then a steelbook case, but not the game. <laughs> I love that. You fool. <laughs> but I collect steelbooks. So. You fool. Yeah. Uh, but... Back to what we were talking about. The reason why I think it's it, it makes sense though is because it's so jarring. Mm-hmm. It is really jarring. Like yeah. if you look at those two movies, it you can tell they were made by two different people. Yeah. yeah. And the reason being is because Kathleen Kennedy just kind of went do whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. and because she was so proud of that movie. Last it Jedi. Is, it is so it's so funny really? watching interviews. It's really funny watching those interviews. And Watch I can understand why, she though. She loves that movie. I she thinks that why. it's so interesting. She thinks that Ryan Johnson is really pushing the boundaries of like the Star Wars universe. And like, I'm really excited for everybody to see what's going on just to like release it and just half the fan base go, this is a. This is a mm-hmm. pile. Isn't the Last Jedi technically higher, the highest rated uh, from the new trilogy on Rotten Tomatoes? Yes, but is it? Yeah. Critics liked it because it, it it was different. Yeah, that's the thing. So but the fan base, the hey, audience reaction wasn't good. Did, did the do the critics like it more? Yeah. Yes, they like uh, that up. Yeah, I don't. I don't no, they they like they hated it. Rise of Skywalker they, and they hated Force. Uh, they no, didn't they necessarily didn't they didn't necessarily like Force Awakens because. It was good, but it was an exact copy of it was New a new hope. hope. Yeah. yeah, that's why they it was. Were it, like, it barely it passed it with the to them. It didn't feel original. Yeah, I think actually it got a certified fresh. I think maybe for Last Jedi. I think. Hold on. So if the, I remember, the Force Last Jedi. Put your bets on it. Put it. Hang on. Put your bets on it. Wait, wait, what wait, did Force wait, Awakens uh, get? We'll, we'll, we'll okay. We'll okay. guess. Okay. Force Awakens on Rotten Tomato. The percentage on on not the audience score, but the tomato score, and then we'll do audience score. Okay. So what's your tomato score on Force Awakens? 75%. I say 72 and your audience reception? Oh my god. Uh 45. For audience? 45%? 45%. On 72, audience? 78. 72 okay, 72 for uh, for, for for critics? Critics and 78 on audience. On audience. Okay. And I you- will say this. It did get a certified fresh. And I'll start I'll, <laughs> I'll start with the audience score. I hate okay. the world. 40, 42%. For Force Awakens? No, for Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. 
Thank no, you. we're talking about Force Awakens. I thought we were talking about Last Jedi. I thought we were talking about Last Jedi too. I'll do oh, that. yeah. No, Last Jedi. I know Last Jedi's uh, Rotten Tomato score was like eighty-five. Okay, so it beat that. It's ninety percent on the tomato meter. What? Yeah, they favored it. That's what I'm telling you. Critics favored. Let's go. Last Jedi more because and again, this is it, why I it hate felt, critics. It felt original. Let's go. Here's, here's the thing, though. If you like that movie, you're an idiot. Uh, so here, I'll, he only I'll says that because I see. No, 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 no. I, I, if I have to have a debate about this one too, I will. But the the reason why I say that that movie doesn't make any sense is because for one, you yes, it's different, but ju- liking it because it's different is a mm-hmm. terrible reason. It doesn't and benefit the movie as not well. Not only that, but also it has a very dumb plot that has so many plot holes. In oh it. yeah. The idea of we only have one ship and we're going to chase these guys down uh-huh. in a spaceship. It's not like you're on a boat and like there's only one way to go. Send another ship the other way. You got radios. What is wrong with you? Trap them. You but- sent in a barrage of TIE fighters that took out the bridge and then went, that was too successful. We should stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. You killed half of the re- of the resistance command, and then you went, "Nah, we shouldn't do that anymore." How does that make sense? We destroyed all their fleet. We did everything like that. Th- this movie, not only that, but then we took half an hour oh. to talk about so, the which are, like the black market in the Star Wars universe, the spice run whole thing. Yeah, when they everything bring in like the other girl. Not only that, but also there were so many plot holes about if people would just talk to each other mm-hmm. for five minutes. So what I understand it, what I find funny is that because you're 100 percent right in the sense that, like, you know, the film just doesn't stand up on its own as an actual movie because the plot just isn't it's non-existent in The Last Jedi. It's non-existent. Here's the problem. Slow. If you say if you're saying that if you like this movie, you're an idiot. I also think that if you like. And say that the new trilogy is beneficial to the Star Wars franchise. I don't agree with that either. I don't. This is why I'm saying that if we're going to cancel Star Wars and say that the new trilogy is just going to be back cataloged as Legends, that's fine. Back cataloged as Legends. Because if you want something different, you can look at The Mandalorian as an example. Because The Mandalorian was actually produced in a way that made it so that it's not Star Wars, but it's also Star Wars. It's not following that same formula of Jedi magic and lightsabers. It's giving you an actual story in the universe that relies more on character development and plot progression. But the thing is that the reason why that works so well in the Star Wars universe is because they went back to what inspired George Lucas in the first place. They went back to Westerns. They went back to a Kurosawa movie. They went back to like these like samurai movies of like. Uh, what was it of like the lone soldier, the lone samurai protecting a young boy, something like that. It, it, they they went back to what inspired George, mm-hmm. and that and you could feel it inside of it because the story. And not only that, but also the story is just so genuine and it's so. Because if you look, if you look at, Bo, at uh, what was it at the Mandalorian? There's not a whole lot of toys you can make out of that. Like you have you have the characters. I mean, you don't need to make many toys when you have the child. Yeah, I mean, they, it's but, like honestly, but that's really but, true. Yeah. yeah, I know, but think about it like that. George Lucas did <clears throat> the the. I felt like there was a lot of things that were inside the new trilogy that was like we can make a toy out of this. We can make a toy out of this. Mm-hmm. We can make a toy out of this. We can make a toy all out of starships, this. Starships, all starships, bounty hunters, everything mm-hmm. like that. But 
We if get you it. look at, <laughs> but, but if you Yo, look at Boba Fett, but if you look at uh, like all a lot of like all the Star Wars movies that George Lucas was involved in, mm-hmm. it was always there was a story, and then there were elements that you could pull to make star to make toys. Not with him, Boba Fett. He didn't have a story until afterwards, but I mean, he was still a highly marketable toy because he looked cool. Would you? I mean, no, he didn't. He didn't have an. He didn't have a story until after. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. No. So, a lot. So you could make, to- like, I get what you're saying, is that a lot of the concepts and characters of Star Wars when the original trilogy came out were marketable right. as toys. The Millennium Falcon, Luke Skywalker, their lightsabers, Han Solo with his, with his like, signature gun. You know, but you still have your examples of Boba Fett, who didn't really have a setup or story until after. But Boba Fett after. sick. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, that, but that is the perfect design of how to make a character look cool to sell toys. I know, but what I'm saying is that it, the fact that you didn't know a lot about him added to the fact that made him so cool. Yeah. Like, the fact that I don't know a lot about Boba Fett inside of Return of the Jedi or Empire made Boba Fett that much cooler. Sure. Because it was like, oh my god, this, this bounty hunter is just <clears throat> so cool, and I want, and like, I just want to know more about it. Sure. And I want to, I just want toys about him. I want to, I want to make believe about him. I want to do all these other things. So you're going to stop me from doing this, but while Nick over here is jacking off to freaking Boba Fett, you're not going to stop him? Because he's not physically doing anything. He's, <laughs> he keeps he's, talking he's, about it a lot. Well, like he's 30 contributing. Minutes. He's talking. 30 seconds. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about how sexy he's, Boba Fett he's is. Just oh my talking. God, dude. I swear. But any- <laughs> why, are you, why are you against me, Renee? It's easy. Know. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you want you want the okay. truth, right? We're um, hitting thirty six minutes. Just to yes. let you guys know. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, but that but what I'm saying is that I, I I do feel like the story doesn't match. Not only that, but also what we're doing with the last jet with uh, the Mandalorian with the Ahsoka series mm-hmm. and everything with else. With the Boba Fett, the, the Boba, Boba Fett, the, the yeah. Boba Fett, which wrapped production, which wrapped, it, done, yeah. it also wrapped. Ahsoka is going to start as well, and I and I'm almost positive I already know how they're going to do it. I already know. The book of Boba Fett or the Ahsoka series? Ahsoka. What? They're going to introduce time travel. What? Mm. Interesting. Yeah, because they've already done it. How? They have? Yes, sir. When? Star Wars Rebels. Uh, I haven't seen it. Star Wars Rebels, there's a, uh, what was it? Uh, Ezra Bridger and the uh, ghost crew find a Jedi temple that that Palpatine has been looking for. And you can actually see all of the major moments in the force and you can actually like travel to those moments and witness what's going on who's working on the book of boba fett john favreau i mean uh is it john? it's it's john favreau and i john. think it's i think it's dave filoni isn't if it? they're producing it in their head of production i can see the usage of that but if it's not them i don't think it Cause might so, happen what no because ahsoka tano is uh dave filoni's creation dave filoni. is yeah da- is dave filoni's doing that show if he is, then I can see that actually happening. But if it isn't, and it could, it's like a, it's a flip of a coin at that point. Well, the thing, the the reason being is because in her logo, the ruins that are in her name uh-huh. are the ruins from that temple. Uh, so it's like a little Easter egg kind of thing. It could, yeah. I mean, you could, you, you, could be, you could I see like eighty percent of you being right. Not only that, but also uh, the person that she's looking for is Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, now that's going to be your big antagonist. The thing is that at the end of Rebels. Admiral Thrawn gets taken to dark space by Ezra Bridger. So, so obviously he's returned. So that means that he has Ezra Bridger with him. Mm-hmm. And he is another Jedi Master. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so what happened to Ezra Bridger? 
So where is he? Yeah. They haven't disclosed who's directing which what, who's writing which what, but producer wise, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Robert Rodriguez, and Kathleen Kennedy are are overseeing it. Well, yeah, I think uh, Kathleen Kennedy's just on the. Well, she's just there because her she's just she's head of Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. that's how, and she was part her she was in named in Mandalorian because she was not the only thing, that, but also yeah. I really want I really want a man I want the Mandalorian to be like mariachi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My Desperado? Because I think that would be Yours sick. Yours a poncho. <laughs> no. Oh, have you ever seen Desperado? Yeah. Desperado's so good. It's but you said so Mar- Mariachi, and I thought of like old uh, Mexican westerns where they're like wearing yeah. like their multicolored like ponchos mm-hmm. and their big sombreros on but the that, side. But that could be little sick. Little donkey, mm-hmm. little burrito. Because well, yeah, Robert Rodriguez did, um, was it Once Upon a Time in Mexico, which was really cool. It was like a pseudo sequel to... Desperado, almost in a way. It, it's it is a sequel. It's a sequel. It's, it's okay. the it's the end of the trilogy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the end of the trilogy. So uh, let's wrap up this uh this topic real quick. Star Wars. And yeah, yeah I uh, final thoughts on this personally for me. God, I hope it's right. <laughs> if if you're right or no, no I, 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 Kathleen I really, Kennedy leaving. I, I, I'm I'm hoping that Kathleen Kennedy leaves. John Favreau and Dave, and Dave Filoni. What they do is they because they are the Dave Filoni is the master of taking what is. Uh, not favorable inside of the Star Wars universe and making it gold. Yes. Like, well, because um, they're playing with toys. They understand the concepts of what makes a Star Wars story likable and appreciated. What, not only that, but also they have the greatest thing in the world of their of a lot of the times when they go, I don't know what to do for this character. What should we do? You know what we should do? We should ask George. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the director for the uh, episode where... Uh, Boba Fett saves Mando, and uh, Grogu gets taken away. That's Robert. Oh, that was, Rodriguez. That was Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez, right? Yeah. Uh, do you remember? Do you you watch the, the the mini doc, right? Yeah, the mini docs. What interested me was that his, the way he storyboarded the fight oh, sequences yeah. was using action figures and having his kids Genius. doing that. And it's like, yeah, that's how you should conceptualize Star Wars fight scenes mm-hmm. because how many times do you just imagine, even as adults, like do you imagine yourself in like a Star Wars scenario. I mean, I brought the lightsaber and mm-hmm. here we all were swinging it around like oh, we were actually yeah. doing oh, things. That was so great. That yeah. Was like was it, 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 that's how you should conceptualize mm-hmm. Star Wars. For me, per, I mean, are you done with your final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, okay. For me personally, yeah, if I, I I'm on board with Nick on this, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. if it's 100% true, good. I don't think they're going to fire Kathleen Kennedy. I think she's just going to step out of it because I think she's bored. I think she's just kind of like, okay, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I, there's no I, benefit of it for her to stay here I, this long. I when, feel like it's not boredom, though. I feel that it's also pushing from the executives as well because there's no benefits for her to stay because her name isn't even the big name in star wars she's not selling mm-hmm. it anymore no because yeah. if you look at it, if if kathleen kennedy's name is front and forward people will not watch it it Whereas was front if john, forward if, if john favreau and dave filoni's name is people will go watch that they, that will put butts in seats kathleen kennedy's name was the biggest name when rogue one came out mm-hmm. and right. now that john favreau and dave filoni are the ones that are in bright lights out there mm-hmm. because of mando I think that she's just going to probably step down. Step down. We'll put it in quotations because, yeah. yeah, the execs might be like, it's too much money. Yeah. But the way I see the new trilogy kind of being phased out, it's just because the way that that was produced, I'm not blaming J.J. Abrams. I'm not blaming Ryan Johnson. They're both great directors in their own spheres. I blame and both I, of them. I don't because they're like – I don't because I feel like it's too big of a title for them to essentially say that we had 100% of the creative control. In this thing, Ryan and when Johnson, you, yes, he did, he did. I don't think he, so. He made, he made, he even said, "I made the Star Wars movie I wanted to make." 
I don't. I still. I still. That's exactly what he said in several interviews. I still have faith in Ryan Johnson. You know what? He needs to stick to mysteries and other like artsy movies (laughs) because that's where his that's where his like that's his niche. I will still do not touch Star Wars. You know know why? You know why? Because Ryan Johnson got all of the information that that uh, that J.J. Abrams did, and he literally just flushed it down the toilet and said, you okay. know what, forget it. Okay. This, we it. need to move on now, because we're going to go in circles again. He literally <laughs> tasted victory last week. He was like, I'm going to bury this guy alive. Uh, but that's my thing, is that I yeah. think that, you know, this, this new trilogy was based on money moves and not something that was made out of clearly. and crafted by love. Yeah, clearly. Uh, do you have any final thoughts? No, it's just, again, I'm probably on the same boat with you guys i just hope that kathleen kennedy at least steps down and then at least someone new or uh john favreau you know or dave filoni oversees everything now yes so that's it yeah knock on wood dave filoni is like the is like the appropriate jedi jedi master oh yeah definitely he is the jedi he was the he was the padawan that turned dave filoni is obi-wan and Mm. uh john favreau is yoda no man dave filoni is luke man because just George Lucas taught him like he was Obi Wan Kenobi. Is George Lucas Yoda? No, man. Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, you can you could say that George Lucas is Yoda. George He's Lucas is Yoda. So, so then, who is Dave Filoni? Would be okay. So if Dave Filoni is Luke, then John Favreau would be Leia. John, I'll sit on it. I'll sit on that. Because Luke, because yeah, because Luke, because Luke teaches Leia the ways of the Force, mm-hmm. and. John Favreau understood Star Wars, but Dave Filoni taught him what George Lucas taught him, and un- and properly understood what George Lucas had to say about Star Wars and what really was important about Star Wars. I just thought of Fast Nine right now when we were just doing oh the whole God. reference because the whole Yoda thing. Okay, we're hitting forty five minutes. We need to move on. <laughs> uh, Renee, introduce the next topic because you were the one that brought this one up. Interestingly enough, I knew about it. But I wasn't super invested into it as much as you were about the the toys. The toys? Yeah, oh, okay. Hasbro. Well, yeah, because it was interesting because you know the what is it Hasbro? Uh, again, we're going we're still going off the of Hasbro toys and stuff like that. Hasbro has revealed the new toy line for the new upcoming Spider-Man movie, No Way Home. Is it just Hasbro? No, it's, it's Hasbro Funko. and Funko. Yeah, it's Hasbro Funko. Funko. It, it what happened was is that they delayed the movie but did not delay the toy release. So mm-hmm. wait, it's Hasbro. Is Lego owned by Hasbro? No, Lego. no. So Lego it's Lego, Lego Hasbro, Funko. Yeah, it's Lego, all three. Yeah, yeah, Lego is its own is its own mm-hmm. company. But the thing, but that's the what happened. I don't know how that got mixed up mm-hmm. or anything else. I, I, COVID was weird. I guess and people just forgot about things. <laughs> COVID, COVID made everyone like really forget about things. Like yeah. COVID like, allowed us to time travel <laughs> a year later. No, but it's so interesting because even John Favreau was like upset with uh, Robert Molina. He made he had like an interview where he was just like I was really disappointed that Robert Molina mm-hmm. uh, decided to talk about uh, his uh, involvement in uh, future Marvel Marvel product mm-hmm. uh, which are Marvel projects why because what he wanted is he didn't want because Robert Molina went on an interview and just talked about Spider Man. Where he was just like yeah it was a lot of fun reprising the role coming back doing all these Robert he, Molina Robert Molina Doc Ock. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that interview. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where he just started go- where he just started talking about yeah. what was happening inside of Yeah, we uh, talked about no this I think like 3 or 4 four like issues four ago. Issue, 4 or 5 issues ago. Yeah, 4 or 5 issues ago. And Dave Filoni, I mean not Dave Filoni. <laughs> John Favreau yeah. 
came out recently saying that he was very disappointed that he had uh, that he had spoke to the press mm-hmm. and that he had about ruined, being in the movie. Yeah, that he had ruined because he really wanted the audience to be just as surpri- to be surprised. He wanted that like that moment in the theater. Why John uh, Favreau? When you see Doc Ock. No, not John Favreau. Uh, uh, Kevin Feige. Can you sorry. get your names right? I'm sorry. My sorry. gosh, man. My, He's my like, mind, I'm going to take mind, over the conversation. Yeah, you mind, can't even put the names right. My, my mind's still stuck in Star Wars. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still stuck in Star Wars. <laughs> Stop it. Like, I'm sorry. I'm like, Star, wait, as John Star, Favreau connected this Star, entire conversation? The Star, the Star Wars gods already want me to go there, but it, <laughs> the wills the, the wills demand yeah. I'm sorry. Um. But yeah, so Kevin Feige was upset about it. He was saying that like I was really disappointed because mm-hmm. I wanted like the audience to have that surprise. I yeah. wanted them to be shocked when they saw mm-hmm. uh, Alfred Molina. So out of all the toys that were released, Renee, what were the ones that were out? Because I remember the Lego set, which was the Sanctum right. Workshop. Yeah. The, yes, Sanctum Santorum. Mm-hmm. With, uh, Not the Sanctum Santorum. It's the Sanctum Workshop, according to the label. But it's in the Sanctum. Sure. And not, <laughs> But it also has the Rhino. Mm-hmm. What? Rhino is in it. Yeah. In the Lego set? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yep, you didn't With look at it. I didn't see it. Yep. He has the he, he it's you can see the uh what was it the Rhino's armor Let's see in the very bottom and Spider-Man's fighting it. I'll pull it up. Please. But then also the Funko Pops revealed a certain uh thing about when Spider-Man has his new suit. It's called an integrated suit. But it shows that, yeah, in quotes, <laughs> in, in quotes yeah. integrated suit, because they have to change the name, most likely, or it's a working name. Most likely they're changing the name. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's an integrated suit and that it looks like he's using some sort of magic in then, on his uh, suit. Yeah, that he was on able a suit to, in his hand. Yeah. Yeah, that he's able to figure that he was able to figure out basically what Stark was going to do in that uh, in the What If series. Because mm-hmm. in the What If series, it's going to show that mm-hmm. of Iron Man becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. Okay. Um, so there's that. There's a Funko that you mentioned. There's another pop that's a black and gold suit as it's well. A black and gold suit, yeah. Yes. And uh, am I missing something? Um, oh yeah, it's the uh, what was it? It's the the new armored suit. Oh yeah, just the plain armored. His new, suit. his yeah, new, his, the new it has armored like gold suit. on it. Uh, his black suit is yeah. also up there too. Yeah. He has a new black suit, which it's a has black a, gold Funko pop. No, no, no. It's a it's the uh, red. It's the red and black. The one, it's a modified version of the one from, um, far from home, far from home. They just changed. They changed things slightly. All like, these different suits, man. It's like, that's the thing. So if we're going to go, are you're looking up the, I'm looking up, yeah. the Lego set, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're going to keep integrating all these different suit concepts inside the diff, like toys. Okay. If it's a marketable thing, I get it. But as a Spider-Man fan. All the suits have different meanings because they all reference something. If we're going to talk about that, like the Spider-Man game, when you can collect all those different suits yes. and you know where they come from, right? right. So in Far From Home, so let's let's start with the um, – what's the, what's the first movie called, Dan? Homecoming. Homecoming, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Homecoming. It was a different version of his makeshift suit that we all know that he used in the wrestling match to get money, right? When he was – or the wrestling match that he did before Uncle Ben dies. Are you so, talking about Spider Man? Yes. No, I'm I, I'm like the movie Spider Man. No, but he, so this one has Vulture. He doesn't go he into comes a, back. Mm-hmm. No, not the movie Spider Man. I'm talking that the the suit that he uses in the movie in Homecoming is a basically a different version of his makeshift suit that was used, you know, in the wrestling match. 
in the comics. Oh, okay. I I thought I. Sorry, I the way that you are you sound, awake? No, 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 no. The way that you are you drinking on. your coffee, sir? Hold on. First off, the way that hold on the way that you made that sound was Lower that in home. <laughs> the way that you made that sound was that in homecoming. No, there was a wrestling match, and I was like, uh, no, there wasn't. Are you talking about Spider Man? Because there was a wrestling match in that. No, it's the suit that he uses in Homecoming is a different version of that makeshift suit. Yes. And then the suit that we see afterwards that's given to him by Tony Stark is basically like a modified version of his current suit. And then at the end of Far From Home, we see the red black suit, which is his original colors that were used in the first first appearances of Spider-Man. This one, he's taking on Mysterio. No Way Home. So why? But they're all No Way Home labeled. So the That's idea, so, so the idea is, is that what could happen is that one of the scientists that was helping Mysterio takes up the mantle of Mysterio. Because Mysterio, Do we have Mysterio confirmed for this movie. So this is the another one. There's a there's, a, there's like a there's like a lot a, of like. like is that the rhino suit at the bottom? Yeah, the one that the has the weird. One? It's all green and black. Or not the right? Uh, is it the rhino or the scorpion? It no, it's scorpion. That's scorpion. Sorry. Scorpion, yeah. Yeah. I'll 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 link some images if you can send me those. Yeah. Uh, yeah over. It, I, yeah. Sorry, over not rhino. It was scorpion. Yeah. My bad. John was... Favreau then makes the suit mistake and then mistakes the villains. Nick, Jeez. you're on a roll today, buddy. Hey man, I can't be right all it the time. It also looks like Spider-Man has some sort of vehicle. That, that like a helicopter. That, that could, could be just that, being, that could yeah, be a toy. Just Lego, just being I mean, Lego. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's the, that's the thing is that, and I want your take on this, Renee, because mm-hmm. it's so. I, can you one hundred percent trust toys? No, because in terms I've of mentioned. Stuff? I've talked about this with you yeah, like when 50, we were at Starbucks. 50. Is because Lego and Nick said it too when we were at Starbucks. Um, Lego, Lego or Marvel, half the time gives them. What to build as Lego sets, mm-hmm. it's usually concept pieces, concept arts. Yeah. Where they just have an idea and they're like, okay, this is what we want to do with it. This is what we might do. And then the, you know, Lego's like, okay, well, you know, what do you want to make? These. Make these. Make these. Because there was a Lego set for Infinity War where it was a Hulk a banner in the Hulk suit protecting what seemed like a, the soul stone in Wakanda. Uh-huh. And that right. never happened. And it was just kind of yeah. scrapped out. Yeah. So you basically are saying that like these scripts are just kind of like they were given like concept scripts. I think, I think it was also the uh, Hulk coming out of the Hulkbuster. Right? That's, that's the one. That's yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because because they wanted to market Hulk was in Wakanda. Yeah. But the thing is that the script changed mm-hmm. uh, midway through, and then they never told they never told the toy companies. No. So yeah. So but the thing is that for that. Because think about it like this. When they give a script to a toy company or they give them like scenes or anything like that, they might change that script another four or five times Yeah, before it actually gets made. So Mm -hmm. that's the thing is that for me personally, at least, the Lego sets are always modified versions of certain scenes in movies. Because I would say if you grab like all the Lego sets for a certain thing, bless you, bless you. Bless you, sir. <laughs> if you were to grab the, all the Lego sets for a certain movie, they don't necessarily match up one to one. It's always like you get maybe two scenes that are you know straight out from the movie, yeah. and then like conceptualized versions of certain scenes from that movie. Right, hundred percent understand that. But if we focus on the Funko Pops, those tend to be more accurate because Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I apologize again. I <laughs> I spoiled the suit for you. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, the, okay. The, so the, it was a Captain America suit. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, because it was for me. Because I told him this. Because he goes, "How did I spoil it?" I'm like, "You didn't technically spoil it. You spoiled how I how I wanted to see." how the suit looked like. Yeah. You know, I was, because I didn't know if it was going to be comic book accurate or if it's going to be like somewhat their own little thing or take on it and Mm -hmm. stuff or if it were, maybe they were going to scrap that and just like do a different color scheme or something like that because they could have done, Marvel does anything. They change up a lot. Yeah. When it comes to the suits and stuff like that. See, I feel that Funko is a better place to look. It's a one-on-one. Because mm-hmm. Funko tries to do one to one because they try to take things from the movie yeah. that you want to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. because so. it wasn't Funko that released those those images. It was mm-hmm. a different. I think it was Hasbro, but they mm-hmm. were action figures, mm-hmm. and so that's they were how like we the got tall it. action figures, like those like little kid ones. That yeah, are like, but like a GI Joe size. Yeah, yeah because so if you look at those, uh, there are differences. Mm-hmm. Like uh, what was it on the black and gold one? Mm-hmm. For the Funko, for the Spider-Man ones, no, no, no. no. For Hasbro's, uh, the black and gold. One, oh, that Marvel Legends hands, one. His yeah. hands are black and gold. Uh-huh. On the Hasbro one, his uh, hands are red. Oh, the Legends ones, like yeah. these ones yeah, in the yeah, back, yeah, right yeah, over yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, like, I'll give you an example for the uh, for the people watching it on the video podcast. Like, we have. You could take Taskmaster. Just take Taskmaster. Yeah, Taskmaster. Yeah. Uh, at Undercity. FYI, if you guys want to come pick up <laughs> yeah. some stuff, advertising for ad, uh, Undercity right over here, guys. Mm-hmm. But the um, and this is specifically for our uh, viewers on YouTube. You can go ahead and if you're listening to the audio platform, jump over to our YouTube yeah, to see this at 55 minutes or something. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> right at the 55 minute mark. Yes. So Taskmaster here, this action figure, this is uh, advertised with the Black Widow uh, label at the bottom, right? But this Taskmaster, it's not necessarily a one to one. Per se, from what we've been seeing in the mm-hmm. in the actual it, trailers, it looks and movies. like it looks like it may have been a pre-concept, yeah, of what Taskmaster was gonna look like because he doesn't look like, that colorful in the movie. He doesn't. It's he looks more, more like stealthy. Yeah, um, I don't think the mask actually matches as well because even on the side over here, we see this. It's not necessarily like Skull. what's kind of seen yeah. in the movie itself, right? So and we still con- have the it, full black. Widow it's a, it's advertisement. A con- it's a concept art. It's, it's a concept. It's a, yeah. It's a concept art. So certain things, like I get it. It's not necessarily a one to one. Things change per se. It, it could change. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, going back to the whole Spider-Man thing, the Funko figures that were released, do we take that with a grain of salt? Personally, I think yes, because those titles, like the integrated suit, I mentioned the, mm-hmm. uh, to you this in Starbucks. It doesn't look like he's wielding magic. It looks like it's something that's integrated in his suit mm-hmm. that allows him to wield something. It could be magic because it looks mystical mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But what other objects or artifacts are left in the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. that we could assume could pop up in No Way Home? So what I think the integrated suit is is him integrating Iron Man's suit because in the middle, mm-hmm. it, to me, it looks like an arc reactor. Mm. Oh, mm, and they're on. covering it with like some sort of circle in the pop figure because it looks like an yeah. arc reactor mm-hmm. and what i think is that he's integrating both iron man mm-hmm. and also uh dr strange that's what i told him i told him maybe he found like or you said like a relic a maybe relic he's using yeah. some sort of magical relic to kind of like either power it or like to make it you know more advanced and then i said that there's a possibility of madam webb because that artifact in the middle does mm. look web-shaped. Mm-hmm. It does. So, I mean, we could also... Like, this is the assumption that we're getting. And then Web does deal with reality yeah, and multiverses and, so it, and stuff it, like it that. Totally, it totally depends Spider-verse. on... Spider-verse. Yeah, the Spider-verse. Uh, but I think it's... Uh, it, it totally depends on how the movie comes out. Uh, I think that all of these concept arts are going to be really oh interesting. 
Go on, and go on. Everything else. Does. But the thing is that if you do look at like that image, mm-hmm. his hand does look like magic. Mm-hmm. So that was and, and one of the things that was in the what if <laughs> was that uh, Tony Stark figured out how to uh, imbue the armor uh-huh. with spells. Yeah. When he became the Sorcerer Supreme. So mm-hmm. that way, instead of having to do incantations, mm-hmm. he was just able to cast spells. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. And I think that would be interesting if they took that idea mm-hmm. and Peter did it. And then the reason why we have so many, the reason why we have so many suits is because he's fighting so many villains. Okay. And I think he took a, a page from Tony mm-hmm. Stark where yeah. it's like a suit for every villain where it's like, I need to bet it. Like I lost against this guy. Mm-hmm. I need to fix my suit and fix it and, and make myself better. Okay. And that's why you're changing up the suit so yeah. much. So we'll end, we'll going to end this segment with Brian's, idea right now because we've got to move forward uh, and talk about Loki. So what <laughs> I don't your know, big I idea? I always do this to yeah. myself and I hate it because <laughs> I always hype myself up yes. for false predictions. Yeah. So it just occurred to me do you remember reading the Spider-Verse uh, comic arc by no. Dan Slott? Yeah. No. You've never read it? No. It's, Are you serious? It's actually not bad. I, it's I, not. I, I don't read Spider-Man comics. They're, oh, they're right. for children. Yeah. <laughs> Go keep. No, don't. Eat into it. Keep going. <laughs> Your minutes up. <laughs> Come on. We got to ru- We got. We got Come twenty on, minutes boy. now. Come on, buddy boy. Twenty Let's minutes left. Come on, take the bait. Do you remember? <laughs> block him out. I'm gonna take block him out. Take the bait, baby. Take it. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember in the Dan Slot arc yeah. for the Spider Verse? Yeah. <laughs> how much they reference like a different multiverse and they literally mm-hmm. used okay so if, if just a quick summary of it yeah. they were vampires there's that, like spider vampires yeah that basically went to different universes with spider-man to mm-hmm. basically suck the life force out of them i'm sorry did you just say vampire spiders <laughs> keep going so they literally go to different universes to basically kill off the spider-man for their life yeah. sources right mm-hmm. from what i remember if correct me if i'm wrong they were using webbing as like time yes. like the different connections there to different a, universes yeah there was a um, a person that would oversee all the different realities it wasn't madam like webb was it no it was someone else right mm-hmm. and it turned out that the timekeeper at the end of the arc ended mm-hmm. up being kane or he yeah. ended up sacrificing it ended up himself. being a spider that they would use and stuff like that yeah yeah so how interesting would it be and th- i don't know why i just thought of this thinking about the different artifacts mm-hmm. or the different thing that was integrated into a suit mm-hmm. Brian, was you know what- you're on camera you're just showing the black widow box that's right? fine i'm just not i'm using it to not see you <laughs> So, <laughs> like the camera doesn't see your can face. I can I finish my thought? Good thing I'm falling into the bait. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so what if they're using that mm-hmm. idea? Because they tend to use you know mm-hmm. ideas from modern arcs. Yeah. What if that is the no way home, and they introduce the multiverse using the web that was kind of shown off mm-hmm. in the Spider Verse arc for the comics, mm-hmm. and we do get the introduction of like Madam Web, mm-hmm. and you know that's the introduction to the multiverse is that you know there's webbing and it's all webs and stuff, and mm-hmm. Spider Man is essentially the key mm-hmm. to unlocking and you know bringing forth multiverses into this one timeline. Mm-hmm. That's all I thought, and then the introduction of vampires yeah. is how they connect Morbius into the MCU. I thought okay. you were going to say Blade, and Blade, and Blade, and Blade. I don't know. That's, that's not that's bad. Just, no, right? that's a, that's an interesting concept he came up with. Yeah. So All I don't right. know. I just hyped myself up. Okay, your timeout is uh done. Okay. Nick. So you I, t- yeah, time I, out? I, I, I timed you out. <laughs> in, First, my in my mind. <laughs> the 
first, first off, first off, if anybody was timed out in the video, you just had a Taskmaster box over your face. Yeah, that's fine. While I was looking into the camera, just making faces about like how stupid you looked. So, in reality, who won here? I did because I got in, my idea. In across. reality, Loki won, which we're going to talk about in the new episode. <laughs> Look at that transition. It's just you're the perfect like. Look at that DM transition. today. It's yes. just like you're look just at, look at that transition. I'm trying He's to go with the man's, what, what the man, you mean. The man looks like He's a actually like front man of the computer going yeah. like this is how we're gonna do it. Loki! Loki guys. So Final what, what topic. Final topic today. is episode four of Loki, which was called what? It was The um, Nexus Event. The Nexus Event, yes. Renee, do you mind giving us a quick two minute summary of what happened in this episode? No. <laughs> wait, I took you a while to process. I'm like, wait, no, as in, so like, you want to do it or not? I love you so much, Renee. I, I just always so wanted much. to say no whenever people ask me stuff. I just be like, it's it it, good, right? It's it just like, it's it a feels good, good when you do it. I've done that to a customer where they'll be like, can, uh, can I ask you a question? No. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, I'm kidding. What? Like, like, I just want to see people's reactions. Honestly, it's hard to but process. It's yeah. great, huh? Yeah, because I've done it a couple of times, yeah. and it's it's always great because you guys always go. Like where do I go from here? But thanks. So the last episode of Loki, uh, the Nexus event, episode four, is shown that what happens to Loki and Sylvia on the planet where it ends last episode three. It's like, okay, how are they going to get out of here? Right. So the episode quickly begins with them accepting their fates that they're going to die on this planet or moon or whatever. No, no, they're on a planet. The moon's crashing down. Right. And Titus one. Yeah. Something like Titan that. One starts with a T. It's one. Not, it, no, it's, it's not, not Titan. It's, it's something. It starts with an I, I think, or something. I thought I it was, I thought it would start with an L. It's like Levon, it? Levonium or something. Something. Like that. Something. <laughs> and that basically, <laughs> all are, are right they're like getting, they're like getting a little bit more like, um, closer emotionally and stuff like that as they're accepting their fates, but it's starting a nexus event mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. them about to die. It's, spreading out you know this it's you know the sacred timelines being broken by I, their I, deaths i feel uh, go keep going yeah no, and that. that basically the tva finds where they're at exactly at that moment and then bring them back to the tva right and that you know owen wilson comes in and basically interviews loki and wow. says you know what yeah he's like you know like did you scheme with her the entire time and stuff like that but we're also figuring out that sylvia was Sylvie. taken Sylvie? Uh-huh. Is it Sylvie, Sylvie was taken from her timeline when she was little. And she is a Loki. Yeah. And that she, she is, is a Loki. Loki. Yeah. And she was taken from her timeline from the TVA. And then we find out that the head girl was the one that found her and stuff like the that. The judge. That, yeah. Because she was originally a, a um, Minuteman. Yes. Yes. And that, you know, and then next thing you know, you know, they're gonna kill him off, but then what happened was is that Loki gets through to Morbius by telling him that the TVA, everyone that works for TVA are variants. Not at first. Not at first, but I'm trying to move forward with it. And mm-hmm. that eventually it puts an idea in his head and he, you know, grabs the judge lady's little time thing or little device and stuff and then gets the confirmation that they are trying to hide that. Mm-hmm. Tries to break out Loki. Loki's like, you know, we got to work. Or they're both, you know, they're both like, okay, we'll try to figure this out together. Next thing you know, Morbius gets pruned. Morbius gets yeah. yeah he gets, he gets pruned. pruned and then gets taken to the Timekeepers with Sylvie, and that we find out that the Timekeepers are not really there. They're not real, you know, yeah. or at least the Timekeepers that we see. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, very Wizard. Of- I was getting so much Wizard of Oz vibes from it. Honestly, it when, was great. I when, liked it. When I when I got there, I was like, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, this, I was right. It's like I'm like, this is way too quick. This is only episode four, and we're getting already the timekeepers. <laughs> like, there's yeah. two episodes. There's left. two episodes left, mm-hmm. and so then next thing you know, Loki gets to express his feelings towards Sylvie, but About then gets to. pruned, mm-hmm. and then it ends with Sylvie basically saying, "Show me everything. I want to know everything." While Ends was, it there. While I was watching that, uh, while I was watching that yeah. scene uh, where he's talking to her and he's about to admit like his feelings yeah. for Sylvie, mm-hmm. immediately as soon as I saw him just pointing his back towards the judge, mm-hmm. I was like, "And you get pruned." <laughs> like, well, yeah, like you could see it a mile away, mm-hmm. of, like oh, right when he's about to like admit his feelings mm-hmm. for her, he's gonna get pruned. End credit scene. End credit scene. First, we get our first credit after credit mid credit scene. It, there was no after. It was only a mid, right? Yeah, it was only yeah. a mid. And we get our first one in the series. Mm-hmm. And I right. felt like as soon as Loki died, quote unquote, I feel like it was going to be more to it. And yeah. I was like, there's got to be something else after. I feel like the next three are going to have that. Yeah. Next and two. Al- yeah. And which also, mm-hmm. Renee, I told you mm-hmm. so, like, when this show first was about yeah. to start, about, because remember how you said you heard a rumor that he wasn't going to be in the entire series? Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, man. Like, was, like even when he died, he <laughs> yeah, came he came back. That's another thing. And so then, because uh, you know, honestly, when that happened, I felt weird. I was like, okay, so if we lose Tom Hiddleston at this point, then we're just gonna follow Sylvie's character. But it doesn't feel right. You yeah. know, you're watching as a show. You know, as an audience member, you're kind of like you, that felt cheated. You know, so but I'm, then mm-hmm. after credits come, Loki wakes up in some sort of, I guess, another Armageddon world. Where there's other technically Earth because you can see Avengers Tower in the back. Yes, yeah. and, and it's after the Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. So what I think it is is I feel Ultron one. Mm. I'm gonna jump in real Go quick and say that the pruning of Mobius was done too quickly mm-hmm. without any build up to it. Yeah, and that kind of led me to believe that as soon as Loki got pruned, yeah, that it wasn't his actual end. Yeah, that's the thing. When people get pruned, they're obviously in some sort of like either another plane or a limbo yeah. in some sorts. Yeah. So, because yeah. that's, and it, I don't know why my mind went to this, but it goes along the concept of like no matter what matter can't mm-hmm. be destroyed, it can yeah. only be reconfigured into something else. Mm-hmm. So, right. I don't know why that concept came to mind, but I'm like, if you prune someone, do they actually get deleted from the timeline or do they get somewhere, sent somewhere else? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what i felt yeah no happened. it's definitely yeah. they just essentially got dumped somewhere i feel that what happens is is that the reason why there's so many loki's there because there was at least four mm-hmm. or three four if you're counting the alligator loki. hammer thor alligator loki kid poorly loki. dressed that's loki, kid loki he has milnir in his hands milnir yeah but it looks like a toy hammer it no, looks like well it's looks- a piston it's oh, pist- is it really? Uh, Steampunk Loki? It's, it's, steam, it's, a, it's a car piston. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you look at the handle, it, uh-huh. it, it has a hole at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It comes up, and then it's a it's a piston to a car. I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you. I didn't even notice Alligator Loki until someone else pointed it out. And I was like, oh, shoot, that's yeah. Alligator Loki. I noticed the Avengers Tower more than Alligator Loki. <laughs> I love he's like in the Loki. front of the screen. Like he's like, Loki is like there was Loki. a lot to process yeah. in like two seconds. Mm-hmm. It's true. like literally. Do you I know saw who plays the Golden Age Loki. It's it's, it's an actor that oh really that, that dresses he's, up as the Golden Age. I'll show him. Watch. Hold on. He's uh, uh what's his name? He's oh he's actually he was in Star Wars, in uh, Rise of Skywalker. That's dope. I hold didn't on, even know. See, hold on. He was uh what's his name? He, oh you ever seen Spice World? Yes. He was the manager. 
Uh, I like how I, I, wow. I that was the only Richard the, E. Grant. Yeah, Richard Grant. I couldn't remember his name guy. right now, but I gotcha. Yeah, That's was, dope. Yeah, he yeah, was man. in. He's well known for Spice World. Yes, Spice World <laughs> and other projects. <laughs> Spice, Spice, a World. movie he did in the night in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be honest. Oh, he was in Game of Thrones. While, he was in Game of Thrones. Yeah. While Renee looks up this information. Personally, I don't think this episode had much to reveal. Like that's Oh, he a, was in Doctor Who. He was, was he Doctor really? Who? Yeah, he was in the uh, the Snowman episode, remember? Oh. Yeah. Richard yeah. Richard E. Grant is like super famous. Like mm-hmm. he, he's been in a lot of like British television, mm-hmm. a lot of movies, stuff like that. He's a legend. Do you think he's series. actually going to be relevant in this new episode or Heck he was just yeah. kind of Oh, yeah. yeah, you got Richard E. Grant. You're gonna you don't use get him. Richard E. Grant yeah. and then not use him. What are you, The Last Jedi? <laughs> Or uh, the Rise of Skywalker? Like, come on. Full circle. I want him to be used well, though. If he's a Golden Age Loki, like, come on. You got to really, like, work Dude, him. he... I, I'm, I'm excited I'm more, to see What I'm more interested is. about is the fact that Richard E. Grant is wearing that Golden Age costume. Yeah. Because those horns are huge. <laughs> I just love that it just looks like a costume. It doesn't look, like, epic or anything. It's just, like, a normal costume. It literally it, looks like a Party City costume. It looks like a Party City yeah. costume. And I love it. I love it so much. For all we know... It it could be just a person dressing as Loki. Yeah, but that's no. a variant version of Loki. No, you know, no. like, I want I want I think, Richard E. Grant to be like <laughs> old man Loki. I mm-hmm. I not old man Loki, but you know, I guess oh, he would be. He, old, was, he, he would, was older. He, would he was be older. Old, yeah. He's in like he's, he's like Richard E. Grant is like in his seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So they're like personally, this is the lowest rated. Again, Nick, you're gonna say, well, this is why you don't listen to critics. Yeah, and obviously, because this is probably the lowest, or it is the lowest rated episode out of care. the bunch. I enjoyed it. Um. Really? I, is it? Yeah. Five uh, IGN sheesh. and uh. Sheesh. Whatever. Uh. And I think Gamespot gave it. Uh, <laughs> oh. You just copy me? <laughs> you say sheesh. The way I, I did? said whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. So cheap. five by IGN, and I think Gamespot also gave it like a low score as well. But mm-hmm. it wasn't received well, and I can understand why. But it's also because, personally, Wandavision. And again, we're gonna mention. Stop I'm gonna mention comparing. Wandavision. Stop comparing. Them. You can't. Yeah, exactly. They they spoiled people with Wandavision, and now people can't stop comparing it. Or critics per se, not people. Critics can't stop comparing it to Wandavision, and it's ruining it. This show was, or this episode was good. It revealed a lot of essential information it's to a build solid up. Solid episode. To episode five and six, yeah, it is a solid episode. My problem is this: with all this buildup that they've had, you have to wrap up episode five and episode six really well, or it's a waste. To be and told, you're going to prove critics wrong or to right. Be, to be totally honest, I actually felt emotional with. Tom Hiddleston's acting. Uh, the scene where uh, Mobius gets uh, what was it? Gets erased when he. Oh, playing. I didn't feel it at that. I t- I know where I know where I felt my emotions. Well, though. no, the the reason watch it again because it's Tom Hiddleston's facial expression the moment that Mobius is expressing his free will. And he's saying, like, I would like to do this. I would like to do this. So you have a steel to look at it. Go ahead. Uh, And everything else. And it's the face. Go back and see it. It's literally the face when um, Mobius gets, you know, pruned. As soon as he gets pruned, yeah. And when you look back at, when the camera goes back to him, you feel he's like pain. He's he's almost kind of like breathing in and just like taking in what's happened. Yeah, he's he's about to cry. Mm -hmm. And you feel this thing of... The first time that Loki finally doesn't feel alone, because yeah. mind you, this isn't this isn't our Loki. This is a Loki that does not know what it means to uh, make like 
like repercussions. Yeah, he never like make friends with with Thor. Yeah, he never he never has these moments of like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like I, I'm not alone. And the fact that this is kind of like his first friend that accepts him for who he is Bender, and still yeah. likes him. Yeah, because Cause, it, yeah, because that's Mobius. Mobius knows you're a liar. You're. You're, you're you're the god of mischief, and I know that. Mobius broke him down to build him back up, and the builder is finally gone, so now he feels devastated for it. I felt most emotion during the back and forth of Loki and Mobius. Mm-hmm. That sequence of events was perfect, because every time they spoke, it felt like Loki would have the upper hand, and then Mobius turned it around on him, mm-hmm. and it just didn't help. Like No matter what, it felt like Loki was never going to get the upper hand. Yeah. Right. I'll be honest with you. That scene didn't grab me as much. I feel I know what you're you're getting at. And I can understand where your feelings are coming from. But again, Mobius's pruning was too quick, and that's why I didn't feel any emotion because I didn't think he died. Mm-hmm. I knew there was something more to it. Mm-hmm. But that sequence of back and forth was just excellent for me because <laughs> because what was that noise? I don't know. Because oh. <laughs> there were times like for me. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I don't know. But it came you, out of my mouth. I, yeah, I was like, I was like, or did you? I th- no, you know what it was? I think I was going to interject, and then I decided not to. And, it, and, it, and air, air slipped out, and I went, and like, I, I, don't, I don't know what it was. I honestly don't. I, um, I, 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 I got even, five I minutes shot. left. So Loki essentially was like trying to get the upper hand where he's like, yeah, I I, like, you know, I was a part of this whole plan all along. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you guys were unaware of it because I've been planning this since the moment you guys picked me up. Oh, well, Sibley died. Oh, crap. Okay, well, you know, that's fine. It doesn't really matter. Oh, something, something happens. Did you actually kill her? No, Mm -hmm. we're just joking just to kind of get you to break down a little bit more. And so it's like a constant break and build, break and build. And it actually kind of like solidified that character development that we've been seeing of Loki that mm-hmm. he's finally realizing no matter how much you lie, you can't get the upper hand. Yeah. And that builds up to your scene where it's like, you know, he lost a friend, someone that he can actually find companionship yeah. and count and on. Yeah. Not only that, but also especially with the, I, I like the idea that Mobius, the, the scene prior gave Loki the idea and the confirmation of you don't have to be alone. That you can be whatever you want. You mm-hmm. don't have to just be the god of mischief and be a jerk and everything else. You could be helpful. Mm-hmm. You can be a hero if you wanted to. But that's up to you to choose. You are not stuck in a path. Mm-hmm. Forget the sacred timeline. You are not stuck on this path. Mm-hmm. Make it what you want to be. Yeah, yeah, make what you want to be. Make your future your, what you want to be. And you are not. And you are. you have free will. Mm-hmm. And I loved that so much. Uh, are, you, are you okay? Yeah. No, yeah. I just thought about like when we get to see President Loki. <laughs> Next episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. That was something that, that was in the marketing of the trailer and stuff. For the I, season trailer. I, I feel, I, I think what's going to happen is I think the world that they're in is Loki as president. Because mm. that would make sense because it's, it's like the end of the world. Okay. Why would thing. they dump him there though? Why would they? No, I think Loki has become like the god of this area because what more does a Loki hate than mm-hmm. being the lesser Loki? So they'll just be infighting. So President Loki is. So do you think President Loki is a Loki, but not this Loki? I think he's the I, I think he's a Loki mm-hmm. who has become the president of, of all the of people who's like been Armageddon. Pruned. OK. 
because I I feel like this is a dead planet. I feel like this is after mm-hmm. you know the uh, the events of um, what's it called? The events of uh, Ultron. Mm-hmm. I think this is if Ultron wins. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and they're just dumping people here. Okay. And it's a like a, a pocket dimension. Like it's a pocket dimension. Yeah. It, nothing. The, nothing works. All yeah. the technology's gone. Basically, the timeline. The the, it would anything that anyone does here, the, it doesn't affect the sacred timeline. It doesn't affect the sacred timeline. They're all stuck here. They yeah. can't do anything like that. So we're just gonna dump everybody, and the whole world's empty. Mm-hmm. So that means that now we have an entire planet to just put people we've been mm-hmm. pruning. It's mm-hmm. a stalled timeline where the Ultrons essentially are just gonna disintegrate any mm-hmm. woman because yeah. that's the thing is that all apocalypses that we've seen ends with the destruction of the place mm-hmm. right whereas here it's not necessarily the destruction of a planet but that's the destruction of life because mm-hmm. you're right ultron's mission was essentially to kind of like cleanse earth of you know life humans. And stuff like, yeah, yeah humans. humans yeah essentially life, yeah so what's the place that you should send the prune victims mm-hmm. it should be a, pla- no. a place where Ultron there's, is there's no life on earth or in this reality at all yeah and, and it's a place that is not destroyed mm-hmm. yeah it and makes think, sense and i think that would be really interesting uh because then because that would also make sense because if you look at President Loki, mm-hmm. you'll notice that you see a lot of people. You see Vikings, mm-hmm. you see like people from different like Air- areas and yeah. different like uh, eras mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so it would make sense if the idea of the next episode is we need to get all the Lokis on board. Like there are several mm-hmm. Lokis here. We need to get them on board. And mm-hmm. our Loki is the one that becomes president. Either ours is the one that becomes president or there's another Loki that's there that like they're just trying to get him on board and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could go either way uh, and everything else because I feel like that's a weird place to take it of him becoming president and him be going back to his old ways after this yeah. episode. I like the idea of like it's a Loki that's president. Yeah. That okay. gets turned on. Yeah. Because that's the moment where because he's like, did you expect anything else? And then they immediately <laughs> turn on him and he's like, so what was the deal again? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a comedic moment that can mm-hmm. immediately happen. And then it's like they're being chased mm-hmm. and like all five of the Lokis are mm-hmm. like, so what do we do? And like they're talking yeah. back and forth and everything else. And I feel like that could be a great like action sequence. Also like some entertaining like back and forth. Gotcha. All right. All right. Uh, you got predictions, Renee? I think that this next episode, we're just going to focus Loki on where he's at right now. Nothing about the timekeepers or anything I like think, that? I think that might be towards, like, the end or something. Like, I think the good half of this episode will be just, like, Loki trying to get back. And then when he does, that's when we find out what's going on. That's too short. Unless episode well, there's six, two. there's two episodes. That's An hour each? Yeah. There's a lot of information still left over. We'll see how they, they do. They, they really move forward with episode four a lot, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Could, I mean, honestly, it could be that you're stuck inside of... Because I think that would be really interesting if they're able to escape, they get to a timeline, and they're like, well, what do we do now? Mm -hmm. Like, how do we get back to the timekeepers? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, we need to cause a nexus event. Mm -hmm. Like, we need another nexus event. Mm -hmm. And they do something inside of the the sacred timeline. Mm -hmm. That brings the... The which that brings them because technically Sylvie is just in the TVA. Or what if in order to make a Nexus event, Loki has to become president of something? He has to like he has to change something yeah, or that anything could be like that. Too. And, and then, that that could be the reason why yeah. he, becomes he disproves president. Ultron's theory. Mm. Huh? He disproves Ultron's theory. 
something. Yeah. Yeah. Or but I think like if that. it's if it's going to be an Ultron specific world, I just think it's needs... gonna be an Ultron specific world. Huh? I just think so because it's still Avengers yeah. Tower. It's it, it still has like all like the pieces. Mm-hmm. It, Avengers Tower looks like how it was in Avengers. Yeah. In, in Ultron. But if it's if if okay, so let's 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 stick on that path. I think that we're all of the three of us are agreeing that this is an Ultron specific world. Yeah. If it's an Ultron specific world, the Nexus event is not the defeat not the like the the defeat of Ultron, but like the disproving and mm-hmm. probably why. Because mm-hmm. you said, you know, it could be that they're trying to overthrow the one Loki mm-hmm. that does not want to confide in the rest of the Lokis. Mm-hmm. You're saying that the uh, president Loki is what? Um, a Loki trying to make a Nexus event. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna add on to mm-hmm. that. I'm gonna jump with you on this mm-hmm. prediction. I think that the disproving of or the Nexus event that this president Loki is gonna cause is disproving Ultron's theory to save essentially everyone and say like you shouldn't be killing all life on earth because then what if this happens or something like that right and yes. that could cause the nexus event i i think also ultron's thing was that people can't change yes which like, people will always be people will always be monsters people will always be monsters they'll always look out for each other and that the easiest way to prune that is to get rid of everybody which is this what this loki's going to disprove because he himself has changed. changed um i will say that episode i will disagree with you on one thing renee it's mm-hmm. that this episode that's coming up will have double responsibilities and mm-hmm. explaining what's going to happen to this Loki, mm-hmm. but then somewhat set up what is happening in the TVA for episode six to be the final one mm-hmm. that wraps everything up together. I feel, cause I feel like the big thing is, is that they're going to meet up. They're going to meet back up with Mobius because Mobius obviously is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where you also get that scene from the trailer where you see Mobius driving a car. Yeah. Oh, like a yeah. storm. Like mm-hmm. there's a scene where Mobius is driving a car into a storm mm-hmm. and uh what was it? We haven't seen that yet. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's Mobius waking up and then he's trying to get to he's trying to find somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's like trying to find somebody somewhere, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm hoping it is an Ultron world because I think that would be really cool. I also just want like a scene with James Bader again, because James Bader was cool. As Ultron's voice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The secret cameo. Like a secret cameo of yeah. just like James Bader. Does Mobius ride a jet ski? No. Uh, mm. I don't think he's a variant. I think that he was created. And no. I, I, I don't think he... He's not a variant in the comics, though. I think what... I, okay, if you, <laughs> if you want to know, I think that the original Mobius was killed. I think the TVA was destroyed by somebody. And then in order to show that the TV was still around, he filled it with variants with people from different timelines. And okay. Who, and who did that? King the Conqueror. <laughs> a lot of people are predicting King's going to be revealed in here. And something like well, that. because you already know King's coming up. Yeah. You already know he's, he's going to be inside of uh, mm-hmm. Ant-Man of the Wasp. Why not introduce him early, especially when... The TVA is such a huge Kang. It, like Kang has so much to do with the TVA. Why bring them up? Why have a TV show about mm-hmm. it? The girl, the main girl, the was it the judge? Okay, is actually very known to Kang's like storyline. Storyline. Yeah, that's it's yeah, yeah variant. The, uh, mm-hmm. the so, channel variant was actually yeah, talking mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things of like, there's so many things that like are connected to Kang. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like, how could you have an entire story about the TVA characters that involve mm-hmm. Kang? Easy things that are the the you know K 
Kang was a timekeeper that went bad mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You have all these other things and not bring up Kang. Mm-hmm. And and we already casted Kang. He's already yeah. He's you don't reference a movie mm-hmm. thirty or thirty century technology in the first episode mm-hmm. to then not tease him at the end. Exactly. Yeah. Or like at sense. least yeah. or at least have him like show up at the end and be like, that's the guy who's been messing with everything. You think mm-hmm. Kang is the actual time keeper? Yeah. Um. I mean, I wouldn't say. I mean, well, I don't. He's the one running why all of not? this. I think he's a timekeeper. I think he's the timekeeper. Like he's the one that's running the sacred timeline. I was like, this is how I want my timeline to run. I. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that Kang was a timekeeper, and when they say that there was a war, it was the timekeepers mm-hmm. at war. Mm-hmm. So who are and the other timekeepers? And I think that Kang won. Yeah, that's right. He's the only one left. Ah, uh, so Kang, we don't know the the other two yeah. are irrelevant. Yeah, Kang won. And his thing was, I need to keep my timeline specifically like this, so that's why I yeah. came up with the sacred timeline, and I have to, and I have to make sure that it stays in specific ways. No, he's yeah. right on this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. There's, there's no way. It makes I sense. I mean, you, you beat everyone else to the predictions at this point. It's like, you're right because you speak first. That's it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's why the only thing I could do is yeah. just joke about the predictions because you keep beating everyone to the predictions. Just call me Babe Ruth. Just no. call that shot. I'm just going to call my shot. He's using performance-enhancing drugs in his caffeine. <laughs> that's how he's doing all so this. because I, I have multiple. We can all agree then with Nick's prediction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I, I'm a not going to. Yeah. It's a strong assumption. I'm not going to joke on. I'm not going to make a joking prediction yeah. on this one. I'm tired of getting picked on at this point for that kind of stuff. Just because you're always wrong. No, it's just because I'm tired so of it. So wrong, Muppets. And on boy. that note, we'll close the podcast <laughs> here. <laughs> all right, so just to wrap it up, you pick out the intro. Right. Yes. Perfect. Okay. So just to wrap it up, uh, we do have a website, Keeping Up With The Nerds, where you can find us on, or keepingupwiththenerds.com, where you can find all the information on there when the podcast gets released, any new videos that are coming up, any new announcements. I will tell you guys right now, there is a ton of stuff coming out within the next couple of weeks because we do have a lot of projects. Yeah. We had a production meeting today, um, and it was, what, an hour long? Yeah. yeah. We didn't get anything done. We yeah. did get just a lot done. Nothing done. <laughs> nothing. We I'll... basically just sat here and did nothing. Yeah. Why are you so pessimistic today? <laughs> did you not have your caffeine? I chose violence today. <laughs> <laughs> I chose violence! <laughs> uh, so... Keep it up with the nerds.com where you can get all that information. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Keep it up with the nerds. I just sorry, I just thought of uh, the Hobbit where Theron was like, "Oh, what do you what do you choose? War?" He goes, "I choose war." (laughs) (laughs) That's Nick right now. He just like goes like this out of frame. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, keeping up with the nerds, where you guys can keep up to date with anything that comes out. Uh, Renee is in charge of all that. And then, uh, if you are listening to this on audio platforms, we do have a YouTube channel. Um, keeping up with the nerds, subscribe there, ring that bell, like the videos, comment, get us to the goal of 100 subs, guys. We want that next. That is our next goal. Nick asked for 200 likes in the next or in the last video. We only got like three. <laughs> That was close. <laughs> What's up there? We just need a couple more guys. Just a couple more. Yeah, that, was, that, was a, uh, that was that was close. I, I... Uh, YouTube is where you can find the version, audio, uh, video version of this podcast. If you guys want the audio version, you know, in case you're listening in the car, on a jog, on a walk, whatever it may be. Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. It benefit us and let us know what you guys think. I think with that, we are set to wrap up this issue. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on this issue. Nick, are you ready to wrap this one up? 
I have a question. Oh, God, okay. what? I can't remember if it was oh, 54 or 55. It was 54. 54. Okay, yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> it got me, because he said, like, he said, he said 54, 55, and I'm like. Because <laughs> well, I, I looked at him, and I was like. And he was like. <laughs> and so we both went yeah. off, man. His second guess got me second guessing. <laughs> 54. Uh, 54. Nick, take us away. And this has been Keeping Up With The Nerds, issue number 54. My name is Nick Valero. This is Brian. And Renee. Recording at Undercity Comics in Whittier, California. We want to thank everyone for listening to this issue and hope to see you all next time.